Witches of the internet age unite! In olden days, I'm not sure how witches would communicate. Books and lore and methods of healing were passed from hand to hand, down through the generations. Well, now witches use Tumblr. Our next guest, May Rude, runs a Tumblr called Fem Witch Coven. It is amazing. She's a queer, trans, Latina witch and also an editor at the excellent website Autostraddle, where she writes a column about modern witchcraft called Witch Hunt. All the way from the wilds of Pocatello, Idaho, it's May Rude. Yeah, so my full name is Maylinda Chavela Valdivia Rude. And it's kind of abruptly on a Norwegian name because my dad's Norwegian. Um, (laughs) It's it's got such a good sound to it, though. (laughs) Yeah, my mom's Mexican. And uh, that's where the first three parts of my name come from. And then a friend um, of mine, Amy, and I came up with the idea. uh, We would like, just based on our aesthetics, like we would post pictures and selfies and then we would comment on them being like, oh, you look so great. You look like a femme witch. <laughs> and so we came up with the idea of this femme witch coven um, where it's just this sort of embracing of feminists and the magic and power that come with that and the community that comes with that. Um, so tell me about uh, your own witchcraft and your own practice and background. How did you wind up becoming a witch and how do you incorporate that practice into your life now what does it do for you yeah definitely um well i identify specifically as a bruja which is like a mexican witch um because i came about it sort of two ways that like converged with each other i'm a trans woman and i'm also a lesbian and while i sometimes pass i'm also like six feet tall And I have these broad shoulders and like big hands and big feet. And my voice doesn't really help me pass. And so a lot of the time in public and around other people, I'm like extremely othered and people will like give me nasty looks or avoid me or just like call me like they'll treat me as though I'm weird. And Mm -hmm. so on one hand, I wanted to sort of embrace that and like empower it and say my weirdness is something that I own. It's something that gives me power. It's something that I can use to make my life better. And so that's half of it. And then the other half, um, when I started coming out as trans um, in my, this was about five years ago, I guess. um, I was like rebuilding my identity from the ground up kind of. And so I wanted to, be more in touch with my mother's side of the family, the Mexican side of me. And so I started looking more into, uh, my mother was raised Catholic and so was I. Um, And I've always been attracted to a very like Mexican form of Catholicism that uh, uh, has a lot of adoration for Our Lady de Guadalupe and a lot of, things that are tied into traditional Mexican folk beliefs and indigenous religions. And so I started digging deeper into that and finding that I really related to it and that it's a very feminine and brown form of spirituality, which as a mixed race trans Latina, that really made me feel empowered. And so 
combining those two things, wanting to empower my weirdness and then wanting to empower my heritage combined really well in this form of witchcraft where it's a lot of it's based around Our Lady of Guadalupe. Um, right now I've got uh, two candles of her burning to help me like represent her better and have her with me as I'm doing this interview. And then also a yellow candle I'm burning for wisdom and clarity. Um, and I'm wearing a, a, a medal with Our Lady Guadalupe's image on it just so that she's here with me and in my words and in my answers. And so just she guides me in a lot of what I do and offers protection and healing and help just in my life and in a way where I can be in control of my own spirituality. I was also kicked out of my church when I came out as trans. And so I had to like rebuild my spirituality up from the ground. So it's just a lot of it's about being who I am out loud and customizing a spirituality and a power and an identity that is able to fit who I am. Well, I think it's working. I think you're sounding pretty wise and pretty clear. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, I'm sorry to hear you were kicked out of your church when you came out of, as trans. What what church was that? And what was that experience like? And can you talk about what, what you were just saying about rebuilding your spirituality in a way that made sense to you? Yeah. Well, um, like I said, I was raised Catholic. But then also when I was in sixth grade, my mom left the Catholic Church and joined an American Baptist church. And they had a really great youth program. So I started going to the youth group there. And then I got really involved in a lot of like volunteering and ministry things. And then when I was in college, I started teaching Sunday school and volunteering in the youth group. And just like volunteering in a whole bunch of like ministry positions. And I even worked at that church as a janitor for a little bit. Um, so I, it was like my whole life basically was this church. Um, and then I came out as trans and I came to church like as the real me. And my friends were for the most part, super great. They were like, Oh, you look so beautiful. You look more you than you've ever looked before. Um, a lot of them were like, this makes a lot of sense. We kind of guessed. <laughs> um, but then other people uh, looked at me like, I had abandoned God and one person said that I was spitting in the face of God. Um, and then the pastor called me in for a meeting and said that I wasn't allowed to volunteer anymore, especially not with kids or with the youth. And that if I wanted to be a part of the church still, they would have to have a meeting of the elders to talk about me. Um, so I definitely didn't feel comfortable there anymore. So I left and like, I was sort of, spirituality has always been a big part of my life. Um, but always I've been like a, my own, using my own brand of spirituality. Um, like I've never bought into a lot of the Christian teachings about like, oh, these people will go to hell. The uh, premarital sex is a sin. Being gay is a sin. Like I've never thought really thought that those were valid things i was drawn to 
the love and the hope and the power and often the like femininity that you can find in Christian and Catholic spirituality. So, so you identify as a bruja, which is the Spanish word for witch. Um, can, can you tell me a little bit about how you try to incorporate that culture into your life? One issue with witchcraft is that um, claiming traditions that aren't your own can be a form of cultural appropriation. And this is a big conversation in modern witchcraft <laughs> yeah. is um, how to, you know, uh, claim your own spirituality and make your own feeling of spirituality without just um, sort of taking from other cultures that you don't understand or that you don't have a, a deep-rooted connection to. Yeah, absolutely. It's a huge problem. And like when I started like trying to find more information about Our Lady de Guadalupe and Brujeria and Curandismo, which is like Mexican folk healing, um, a ton of it is written by like white Americans and Canadians and British people who went to Mexico for six months and think that they're experts on it now. And that it's just so frustrating to see the top Google results and all these books written by these people who were tourists and think that that makes them experts on this like deeply cultural and traditional practice and spirituality. Like these are things that have been passed down for generations. Like these are things that started in pre-Columbian times. And then they were colonized with the Catholic Church mixing in with them. And so there's already that struggle that I find where I'm trying to balance the actual Mexican beliefs with the Spanish beliefs, if that makes sense. Yeah, and so, then, so, so it's, it's, all, it's a culture of brujeria, but it's complicated because some of it is from this colonizing force of Spain and some yeah. of it is from the indigenous people of, of Mexico, Central America, Latin America. Exactly. And so then when you have on top of that, white people from other countries, again, <laughs> trying to be in charge of the narrative of brujeria, then it becomes even more convoluted and more watered down. And so I try to be careful and make sure that I'm finding sources who are Mexican or Latina or Latino. Um, I talk to like fellow brujas and try to make sure that the things that I'm doing are practices that aren't based in white people's interpretation of what this form of witchcraft is. So you write this witch hunt column for autostraddle.com. And one of my favorite um, pieces that you put together for that was writing about your 15 favorite witches from pop culture. So we don't have time for all 15, but I was hoping you could share with us three witchy role models from pop culture that you love. Yeah, definitely. Um, the first one that like, I love um, is Kiki from Kiki's Delivery Service. love that movie yeah it's so great um and like i think that positive and aspirational representation for kids especially girls and young queer people is super important and i think that this movie is like the epitome of that um it's just all about this young girl who goes off into the world and learns to 
embrace herself for who she is and embrace her power and find her power. Okay, great. So how about your two other favorite, which is from pop culture? Well, okay, so my favorite animated movie that isn't Miyazaki is probably The Little Mermaid. Like, I know it gets a lot of, like, bad press, but... She does have her voice stolen in return. She does. Only by a man. (laughs) But as a young trans girl seeing this mermaid who desperately wanted to be a girl and would do anything to reach that goal. Like she sings part of your world before she ever meets Eric. Um, I relate to that so much. And so I've seen that movie dozens of times. Um, And as much as I love Ariel, I also love Ursula. Ursula, the sea witch, the sea witch. She's so cool and like confident in who she is. She's a shapeshifter, but she her main form is this, like, fat, brightly make-uped, sort of off-putting to traditional looks of what a woman should look like form. And she's fine with that. She embraces it. She She's like, as a, I'm also fat, and as a fat woman, she's a role model. Like, she sings that great song, Poor Unfortunate Souls, and she sings it with such glee and abandon she's just loose and free to be herself and i relate to a lot of disney villains more than i relate to the heroes and <laughs> ursula is a great example i like her better than 90 percent of the disney princesses so i'm 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 with you on that one for sure okay so who's 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 your last favorite witch from pop culture my last favorite and like maybe my most favorite of all of these is Nancy from the craft. Woo. Like I'm so gay for Nancy. Um, if I had gone to high school with her, I would have been like super scared of her and intimidated, but like secretly I would have wanted to be a friend and even more secretly, I would have had a big crush on her. And she's just, she really gets to the spirit of what I talked about earlier with, embracing your weirdness um that scene where the girls get off the bus and the bus driver says watch out for weirdos and she says we are the weirdos mister and gives this like awesome smile girls watch out for those weirdos (laughs) we are the weirdos mister like that really i was like ooh, that's what i want to be i want to be the kind of person who can say that and say that with power and with strength and with happiness like, that is the ultimate form of witchiness to me. Well, that's so wonderful. Um, thanks so much for sharing all those witches with us, man. Yeah, definitely. Those poor unfortunate souls, so sad, so true. They come flocking to my cauldron, crying spells, Ursula, please, and I help them. Yes, I do.